line is Ira Melman, who's with FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. And uh, Ira Melman, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. Ira, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to have you. Good to have you with me. Now, uh, Ira, relative to so many issues about the uh, southern border and about the so-called emergency, can you lay out the refutation to the argument of the radical left in this country? That somehow there is no crisis on the southern border, that the criminal rate of uh, immigrants is lower than the rate of, shall I say, native-born Americans, that immigration is a net plus for this country, and in fact, uh, that we have the lowest immigration on the southern border we've had in the last 15 years. I can rattle those things off as if they're true. Please explain. Well, uh, that, that's a lot to cover there, but, uh, you know, the, in fact, the opposite is true. Uh, you have more than half a million people coming across that border illegally every year. Uh, half a million people, I think, in most people's minds would constitute a crisis. Uh, in addition to that, you have massive, massive abuse of our political asylum system. Uh, this is a program that was set up for humanitarian purposes, for us to be able to protect people who are truly being persecuted by their own governments. Now we have backlogs of 780. 86,000 cases uh, waiting to be heard in our federal court system. Essentially, it is paralyzing the federal judiciary system, and, and Congress refuses to act uh, to change the standards for requesting political asylum here in the United States, even though they know that this is the root cause of the problem. Uh, and, you know, you, you've got other laws that say if you're a minor and you show up at the border, we have to let you in. All of these things could easily be changed. Congress refuses to act. And so the president has invoked emergency powers to deal with it as best he can. Uh, you know, the president has also, as you pointed out, mentioned that crime comes along with open borders. And, you know, the other side has been saying, oh, no, no, there's no problem with crime, uh, in spite of the fact that we hear of all kinds of heinous crimes being committed uh, on a very regular basis. Uh, you know, we've now done some research on this, and using government data, it, it is evident that illegal aliens commit crimes and are incarcerated at three times the rate of the general population. Uh, so it is a crime issue. M most illegal aliens are not criminals, uh, but, you know, a, enough of them are that it has, you know, it results in three times as many illegal aliens being incarcerated uh, based on the representation of the population than everybody else. So on all of these counts, we have an emergency. Uh, it's an emergency, by the way, that Congress has contributed to. And, you know, he has to deal with it as best he can. This is not a perfect way, uh, but it's the only tool available to him at this point. And, you know, Ira, when I hear the argument of Nancy Pelosi and other radical leftists that somehow the criminal rate of uh, immigrants is lower than native-born, she, she lumps into that pot to be judged 1.8 million legal immigrants who came here like in the year 2018 we had the highest number of legal immigration to america ever in american history which is 1.8 million and those groups of people because they're tested for diseases and illnesses their backgrounds are checked out that group performs rather well because they're legal so what she does is mix into the into the bowl the legal immigration along with the illegal immigration so you're saying that you have exempted out from the from the pool the those that are legally here uh, by immigration, which are generally they become great Americans. You're talking about just illegal immigration. It is three times the rate of uh, native born Americans. That's absolutely correct. And that, that's been what they've been doing for a long time, lumping legal immigrants who have gone through a screening process before they arrive in the United States with illegal aliens who are violating the law by their mere presence here and then go on to commit other offenses once they're in the United States. 
Uh, and, you know, that, that's the way they arrive at their statistics. And, and by the way, you know, the, the, the statistic you just gave, that 1.8 million legal immigrants coming to the United States, you know, that also undermines Nancy Pelosi's and some of these other folks' argument uh, that we have a stingy immigration policy, uh, that, you know, people are forced to violate our laws because we just don't let people coming into the United States. Um, the, the fact is we have historically high levels of legal immigration, uh, too high, in fact. Uh, but, you know, the, the reality is that we have the most generous legal immigration policy in the world, and any country has a right to say, you know, enough is enough, we are going to set a limit, and then we're going to enforce the law because we simply cannot accept everybody who wants to come to the United States. You know, we, we understand why people want to come, but unfortunately in a world of 7.5 billion people, everybody can't come to the United States. Well, the CDC specifically on Monday, cites the possibility of cross-border movement of HIV, measles, percussus, rubella, rabies, hepatitis A, influenza, tuberculosis, syphilis, and many other diseases. When a legal immigrant comes, there's testing done 60 to 90 days before their arrival to make sure that they're free of these diseases. Uh, of the half million or more who flood across the southern border every year, how much testing is done of them for tuberculosis, hepatitis, rubella, rabies, measles, percussus, HIV? The answer would be zero. There is no testing. And so isn't it true that when you have the outbreak in Seattle of measles or rubella in Chicago, that this is an example of how literally over a couple of years, millions and millions of foreigners come into our country with these various diseases for which they've not been inoculated for, for which they have no vaccinations, and that this is a major health risk? It is. I mean, I, I don't want to blame the outbreak of measles in Washington State on immigrants because nobody knows what the originating cause of that was. Uh, but, you know, the fact is when you have people coming into the United States who have not been tested for uh, contagious diseases, that you do put the population at risk. And, you know, whether it was the cause of the outbreak of measles in Washington State or something else was, uh, when you have kids in classrooms, uh, people in public spaces who have these communicable diseases, it does put the population at risk, and we have an obligation uh, to make sure that the people who come into the country do have, ha have been checked for health uh, issues. Uh, but they, as you point out, you, you can't do that when people sneak across the border. When people come to an American embassy or consulate around the world and apply to come to the United States, we can do that. When they sneak across the border, when nobody's looking, it's obviously impossible to do that. Uh, but, you know, there, there are also other complications in, in a world where where people travel all you know around the world for legitimate reasons you, you are going to have to deal with these things but we can minimize it by making sure at least that the people who are coming on a permanent basis do have the kind of health checks that that are necessary to ensure that they they don't pose a risk on tuesday morning uh headline this was several days ago tuesday morning man who shot a california cop previously deported arrested but cops would not honor the ice detainer the illegal immigrant killed on Tuesday morning in a shootout with California police had been deported and arrested and released over ICE's objection on several occasions. In a graphic 48-second clip released on Wednesday, body cam footage from, Sunday, uh, from uh, Tuesday's traffic stop shows Javier Hernandez Morales rolling down his window, grabbing a handgun and opening fire at Napa County Sheriff Deputy Riley Jarek, who fortunately was not killed. Fire was returned, and uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Morales, uh, Mr. Morales is now with, uh, now with the afterlife. 
And we have numerous. Can you give other serious examples of crimes committed by illegal aliens who should not be here? Oh, there are countless. You know, there was another California uh, police officer, Newman, California, just uh, around Christmas time, uh, who was murdered by an illegal alien who had been deported, returned to the United States, had come to the attention of law enforcement authorities, and yet, because California has very strict sanctuary policies, they did nothing about it. Uh, the sheriffs in those counties have complained publicly that, you know, this uh, police officer would still be alive today if not for the fact that California California had these policies in place. Uh, you know, the most notable example was Kate Steinle in San Francisco. But, it's, you know, it's not just all happening in California. It's happening around the country as more and more jurisdictions are declaring themselves sanctuaries and refusing to cooperate with the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency the same way that they would uh, cooperate with any other law enforcement agency in the country. Uh, you know, if somebody was stopped and arrested in Los Angeles and they found that there was a warrant out for them by the Cincinnati Police Force, the cops in L.A. would pick up the phone, call the police in Cincinnati and say, we got your guy, come and get him. Uh, it's this one law enforcement agency that they've carved out an exception for, not because it's good police policy, but because they want to make sure that our, that our immigration laws are not enforced in this country. And when the radical left says, well, there's not much crime committed by illegal aliens, a couple of weeks ago I had on Sarah B. Huckabee Sanders, who's the press secretary to President and Trump, she pointed out that of the 50 states in this glorious union of ours, there's only one state that actually keeps records on illegal aliens committing crimes. So if you if you're in Chicago, Cincinnati, Austin, Tampa, if you're in Sacramento and you're an illegal alien picked up, uh, the local police does does not remark or does not note that you are here illegally. And so the one state that kept the record, which was Texas, had 600,000 crimes committed in one year by illegal aliens. And so the other 49 states, how can anyone accurately could say that illegal aliens are committing crime when local police do not gather the facts or the statistics? How is that possible? Well, you know, one of the things that you can look at, and it's what FAIR looked at when we came to this conclusion that they do commit uh, crimes at a higher rate, uh, when states and local governments lock up uh, criminal aliens in jails or prisons, uh, they are entitled to a certain level of reimbursement for the costs from the federal government. So, you know, they may like illegal aliens, they may want to protect illegal aliens, including criminal aliens, but they also like the federal dollars. And so you can kind of... Um, discern from the amount of money that they are getting through this program that reimburses state and local governments how many illegal aliens are in their in their uh, state and local prisons. So it's not a perfect system, uh, but it's a pretty good indication because when it comes to collecting the money, uh, then they do keep records. Well, the illegal person may have committed 5, 10, 20, 30 crimes, and that means you still collect one time for one day. It doesn't mean that one criminal committed one crime. That, that's correct. And, and, of course, you know, there are crimes that are committed and, you know, the perpetrator does not wind up in prison because uh, the police don't solve the crime. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, again, not a perfect system. Uh, you tend to have recidivism. Uh, so, you know, somebody who's committed one crime is likely to have committed others. And, and, by the way, that's one of the reasons why these jurisdictions should be turning these folks over to ICE for removal. Because, you know, if you have been convicted of a crime here and you're put back out on the street, there is a high probability that you're going to go out and reoffend, that there are going to be other needless
homeless victims, and the, the politicians who make these policies are responsible in some way for the damage that is caused by, the, by their actions. R. Melman of FAIR, uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Can you give the American people, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Florida, California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, can you give us some idea how much illegal immigration is costing this country on a net basis? Uh, on a net basis, about $116 billion a year. $116 billion. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, that includes the cost of the children who are born in the United States who are under the current interpretation of the 14th Amendment are U.S. citizens, but never those are costs incurred because the parents violated the law. Uh, so, you know, this is an ongoing cost. Uh, you know, we're squabbling over whether to uh, come up with $25 billion, a one-time cost to build a secure barrier along the southern border. These are recurring costs. Every year it costs uh, that amount of money, and it probably increases because of inflation, because of new people coming to the United States illegally. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about a one-time cost of about $25 billion versus recurring costs upwards of $100 billion. So it simply makes economic sense to do this, and yet, again, Congress is refusing to do it. Why? Can, can you tell me why, mainly Democrats, why is the left refusing to, to crack down on illegal immigration and keep legal immigration at the highest levels in American history? Why are they doing this to us? Because they, they simply, for political reasons, want to do this. You know, you keep hearing arguments from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer that a wall is not effective. Uh, and, and that's exactly the opposite. They don't want the wall built because it is effective, because it would stop a lot of people. And for political reasons, they are being pulled ever farther to the left by, you know, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wing of the party. Uh, they simply don't want these laws enforced. If you go back just a few years, uh, when the wall was authorized back in 2006, Chuck Schumer for, voted for it, Senator Barack Obama voted for it, Senator Hillary Clinton, Senator Joe Biden, they all voted for it. As recently as 2013, Chuck Schumer stood up on the floor of the Senate and said how important it was to build a 700-mile fence along the southern border. It's only within the past few years, as the party has been pulled to the extreme left by you know a fringe of Democrats in this country, that they have taken a hardline position against virtually any kind of immigration enforcement. We kind of have to go, but the, the thought that I have, Ira Melman, is that right now we're in the golden age of trying to stop the flow into this country because of who's in the White House. You and I have been around a long time. At some point, there's going to be a turn of the screw, and we're going to have someone like a uh, Hillary Clinton or a Barack Hussein Obama, or we're going to have a Bernie Sanders or someone like that in the White House that's going to feel about these things significantly differently than you and I feel about it. And what happens then? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I suspect, look, I mean, we saw under President Obama that he systematically undermined the enforcement of U.S. immigration laws. Uh, you know, he used his pen and his phone basically to change laws that he had no constitutional authority to do. Uh, you know, it's interesting that when President Trump does something, the Democrats in Congress, uh, they immediately file suit. When President Obama decided he was going to grant amnesty uh, to millions of people who were in the country illegally, the, the, the DACA program, uh, the Republicans in Congress just sort of sat on their hands. They said, oh, this is terrible, and they did nothing. So, you know, we need, to, obviously, in those situations for the Republicans to step up 
and do what they are supposed to do, which is to make sure whoever is president is following the Constitution and, and just not going off and acting unilaterally. What a novel suggestion. Now, Ira Melman, what is your uh, group's website, if any? It is fairus.org. That's F-A-I-R-U-S.org, fairus.org. You know, if you and I are not successful in these ventures in 20 or 40 years, this country could look like Venezuela. Well, uh, that's what we're trying to prevent here, and, um, you know, we'll do the best we can. Ira, thank you very much, and you're a great American. Thank you.